Uh, these guys are awesome. They're, they're Shelby and I, that's our pastors. These guys serve on our overseer board. Uh, these guys are anything that you don't like, as a matter of fact, it's actually their fault. So uh, no, if, you, if you ever have a problem with me, you can go talk to them, and they'll help you and, and, uh, uh, because they have had several problems with me, and now they know how to deal with that. Amen. Just thrilled that they're here. And, but uh, we're excited tonight. We've got Smithwick is in the house. Amen. Uh, I, I thought about doing this big old long, eloquent introduction, you know, like I normally do. Uh, but I just figured 1.6 million souls brought into the kingdom in his ministry in the last 15 years. That should be enough. Give him a warm welcome, would you? you it is good to be back in the house what's up garden hallelujah god is moving at the garden thank you thank you pastor tom such a privilege to be back greetings from somewhat warm tulsa we've had cold weather warm weather it's just freaky this time of year and this season of planet earth isn't it it's all over the place but uh, it is good to be here with you. Uh, for those that do know my lovely wife, Martine, she sends her greetings as well. Sorry that she could not be here, but she was running both boys to basketball games today. And uh, you know the drill, fun stuff. But uh, how many are expecting a miracle of healing tonight? Raise your hands. Amen. You're in the right place. There is a healer in the house. His name's not John Smithwick. His name is Jesus Christ, who never fails. Amen. With no further ado, we want to show you just a few quick video clips since uh, we want to be expedient tonight and get into the Word and allow the Spirit of God to flow. But we do want to make you aware of one or two items that are out on the, um, the table there. And if we could just pause after the three videos run before the final video, I'll say a word or two before that, and then we'll play that as well. Go right ahead. What's up, man? Hey, sweet shirt, bro. Yeah, thanks. I got it online. Yeah, that's really cool. So you go on all the trips there? Actually, I've never even really been there. Of course you do. You're wearing a shirt. So what's it like? Uh, like I said, I've never even hey, really... Hey, speak even... up. I can hear you, bro. I said I haven't actually... Uh, oh, my heart rate's going down. Here, low five. Quick, 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 quick. Low five, low five, low five, low five. Psych! Stay strong. Our main goal in making Desperation Speaks was to find people in desperation and to really capture that moment where you can see their greatest need. This book is filled with photos of unreached people. Many of these were taken right at the point where they were hearing the gospel for the very first time. We wanted to create something that would really move you every time you opened it, and we hope that these emotional pictures and inspiring quotes will help keep a passion for the lost burning in your heart. Desperation Speaks is really so much more than a window to a world in need. It's a reason to do something about it. When you buy this book, not only will it be a blessing to you, but it will help us carry the gospel to more unreached nations of the world.
you know, in two real quick ways that you can join with us. First off, you can come out to the other side of the planet with us. How many have been out on a Global Ventures team trip? Raise your hands high. Hands on uh, either side, my right and my left. And in the back, we want to invite you to do that. And then the next two-minute clip will show you a miracle that we are in the middle of and another way that you can also join forces with us. And I'm going to stand up here as it rolls. Just three months ago, we began moving towards a goal, a goal larger than anything we had ever attempted before, a goal to launch a movement that would change our world, to create a center designed to transform the willing into the able and equip people to impact all those within their reach. With each day that's passed, more have rallied behind us. People like you joining together have built a forceful momentum, propelling us into the final stretch of our campaign. The goal that once seemed nearly impossible is now within our grasp. These past three months, as we've moved forward with our REACH campaign, have been a truly incredible time for us. We need less than $150,000 to outright purchase this entire property now. We are so humbled and grateful because we've never launched a fundraising campaign of this magnitude. The level of support has been overwhelming. I mean, over $550,000 has been raised in this brief window of time. So many of you have rallied around this vision and given big. We're so close to reaching our goal. But really, this momentum will carry us past that as this will be a building dedicated to real change. This will be a place where people can come to grow into globally minded, harvest leaders and take all they learn within these walls to the people outside them. The transformation starts here, but will carry across the world to the lost and the hopeless on every continent, to every person we can possibly reach. They are our true goal. They are the real purpose behind all we do. And as we finish this phase and move on to the next, you will have played a part in changing their lives. We are so close. Help us finish strong. Help us extend our reach to the people who need it. Thank you and God bless you. Hey man, if you want to take part in the reach campaign, helping us, the greatest single way we do everything we do around the planet is partnership. We can't do it without partners. One of the greatest single ways folks can partner is signing up and helping us monthly. If you want to help with a REACH project, you can. Uh, when you stop off and pick up any product at the back table, T-shirts, books, uh, the teaching materials, uh, you can grab a card and sign up and partner with us as well. And we so appreciate and thank you in advance. In the Gospels, we see Jesus constantly moving and healing the sick. And it's because he said in his own words, the first message that he preached in Luke, the fourth chapter, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And that unveiled the mission of coming to deliver humanity. In Acts 10, 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth or appointed Jesus Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It's so important to settle in our hearts as we look at a chapter that I call um, the home run chapter of healing in the ministry of Jesus. As we look and read through these and cover some of the miracles that take place, it's so important to realize that Jesus is always the healer. 
and Satan is the oppressor. It's settled once and for all right there in the word of God. Healing, deliverance, freedom, liberation comes from heaven, comes from Jesus. It's part of redemption. It's part of what he purchased at the cross at Calvary. He took stripes on his back so that we, by those stripes, could and can and are healed today. You've got to do everything you do in this earth walk, just like Pastor Tom said, based off the word of the living God, because that is our foundation, that's our source. If you look in Matthew, the ninth chapter, this is a power-packed chapter of Jesus doing exactly what Acts 10.38 talks about in uh, verse 1 through verse 8. Jesus shows up and encounters a paralyzed man laying on a mat. And he tells the man, first off, your sins, thy sins are forgiven you. Jesus picks up on the religious crowd. They got torqued because he was talking about forgiving sins. And they thought in their hearts, hey, only God can forgive sins. Well, Jesus was 100% God, so he qualified. But uh, he turned around because he sensed by the Holy Spirit what was in their hearts, that their hearts were corrupt and that they were judging him. And he went on and he said, you know, what's easier to say to this man, your sins are forgiven, or just tell him to rise up and walk. He said, I want you to know that I, the Son of Man, have the power to do both. And he looked at the man and he said, rise up. Other translations, other accounts in the gospel said, rise up, take up your mat, go home, walk. And instantly the man was healed by the power of God. We see Jesus moving from that miracle to actually calling uh, in Matthew 9, 9, uh, actually Matthew, the tax collector, to follow him. And he goes to his house, and again, the religious leaders get all torqued and bent out of shape because uh, he's eating with sinners, and he straightens them out again by saying, hey, I haven't come for those that are whole. The whole don't need a physician, but those that are sick. And, you know, you can just rest tonight assured if you have a sickness in your body, uh, or maybe it's even a mental issue or problem, uh, a state of brokenness in your heart, whatever the area of your life and being needs healing, you qualify because Jesus came to heal those that needed help. He didn't come just to help those that were whole. And when you look at it, all of humanity in some way is broken. Even if someone's in a state of perfect health, they eat the best diet possible, they're sharp in their minds. Without Jesus, without the Savior, they are lost in their spirit. They need the great physician of our soul, our spirit, to come and save them by coming into an encounter with him by his saving grace and power. And when that happens, they're born again. So all of humanity needs the healer. All of the humanity, all of humanity needs the Savior. If we would just yield to him, he'll come in, he'll free us, he'll liberate us, he'll make us whole, he'll save us, he'll make us that which we cannot ourselves do in our own power and our own ability. If we keep going and read on down, Jesus is asked by a religious leader, a leader of the synagogue, to uh, to come and heal his daughter, who has just actually raised her from the dead. She had just died. And uh, that's in Matthew 9, verse 18. And on the way, he's interrupted, verses 20 and 21. He's interrupted by a precious woman that suffered with an issue of blood for 12 long years. If you read the different accounts of the Gospels, you'll find out that she had spent all that she had by going to many different doctors. But she did not get better. She rather grew worse. But she said, if I could just touch... The hem of Jesus' garment, I know I'll be made whole. She touched him instantly. She was cleansed. He said, go your way whole in peace. 
because he his power had healed her. If you continue on down, two blind men encounter Jesus in verse 27 through verse 30. And they follow him and say, Son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus heals them. And then in verse 31 and through verse 34, he encounters a mute man that was possessed of a devil. He cast the devil out, and instantly the man's tongue was loosed, and he began to speak. And then after all of these miracles, if these weren't enough, Jesus, it says, went about their cities and villages teaching, in verse 35, teaching, preaching, and healing every sickness. Say every sickness. And every disease among the people. Man, I like that. Every sickness, every disease. No sickness, no disorder, no problem, no devil. Nothing was too great for Jesus. He healed them all. Jesus is still healing them all today. If we dare let him. If we dare simply believe. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change when you go from the boundary of one nation to another nation. He's the same Jesus from Africa, Asia, South America to here. We saw some of the most tremendous miracles this past summer out around the world. Now, miracles are just normal. They're what we operate in. Jesus said, he that believes on me in John 14, 12 will do the works that I do and greater works because I go to the Father. That has been one of the keynote scriptures that I have banked my entire ministry and by the grace of God built my entire ministry on that in Mark 16. So miracles are just normal, yet this summer we had unusual miracles begin to break out. Not just me, but those that led my teams. One of my team leaders... Uh, went and they saw a deaf person healed in Kenya, Africa. When that deaf person got healed in the school system, they said, why don't we take your team over to the school of the deaf? They said, we didn't know there was a school of the deaf nearby. We thought there was one hours and hours away. They said, no, it's just right over here. They carried that team over to the school. They shared the gospel. They signed the gospel as they were sharing. The whole school received Christ. Then they began to lay hands on the sick. The miracles of heaven happened so quickly that they couldn't get even an accurate count. Conservatively, we reported 15 instant cases of deafness healed by the power of God. Amen. But as I was debriefing those two team leaders... They work for me. They're employees of JSMI Global Ventures. As I was interviewing them, they both said it was far more than that. It was probably half the school. Isn't that awesome? The next day, half the school doesn't even show up because they get to go to normal school because they're healed of deafness. That is Jesus. Amen. Another team. They saw a man whose eyes had been eaten out by measles. You open one eye and it looked like cottage cheese years before. And they watched as a creative miracle began and the membrane began to form right there where there was just nothing, just empty sockets and just look grotesque. That's the power of Almighty God. Amen. Well, Jesus doesn't change when you go from Africa to the United States of America. He loves humanity on any continent, in any state, in any state that you find humanity in. You can't be too bad for Jesus to not want to help you. That's why he came. He defined his own ministry by saying the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. So if you're lost, 
If you're away from God, if you're in the throes of sin, if you're the most detestable person you even can think of, hey, you're a perfect candidate for Jesus to show up and revolutionize your world because he loves you with an infinite love that will never let you go. You cannot outrun him. You can't out the power of his love and his mercy and his grace towards you. So it doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself or what others think or even say about you. God has a new beginning no matter where you find yourself at. Amen. And the beautiful thing about miracle, his miracle power, when it comes into manifestation, it won't just change one facet of your being. It will, it will totally just invade every aspect of your life. Amen. Sometimes we can become one-dimensional when it comes to miracles. God, when he shows up, he does the full thing. Whether you need a provisional miracle, a relational miracle, a physical miracle. Pastor Tom and I were talking about it today. Jesus kicked off his ministry. It wasn't a miracle of healing that launched his ministry. At the kickoff of his ministry and at the close of his ministry, Jesus, the miracles he worked in both those instances were provisional miracles. First miracle he did when his mom called on him at a marriage at Canaan Galilee in John 2. He turned water into wine and they said it was the best wine, which was very untraditional. Jesus was so untraditional. He was very unorthodox in the way he'd operate. But when people encountered him, they knew they had encountered God Almighty. One touch from the master's hand, and you'll know you've been touched by the infinite God that created the entire universe. One encounter with Jesus, and you'll never be the same again. One encounter with his power, with his glory, with his miracle touch, and you will be transformed from the inside out. That final miracle of his ministry, the disciples under Peter's direction had gone out fishing. Fishing when Jesus recruited them. Fishing when Jesus had to talk with Peter. Do you really love me, Peter? Are you really going to do what I want you to do? Are you going to feed my sheep? Are you going to go after the precious souls that I came here to change? Well, they had fished all night. And they hadn't caught anything. He said, go ahead and throw down your nets. Here they're close to the bank. They fished out in deeper water where fish couldn't see the nets. They're in where it's shallow and their sun shining through. Fish could see the net. He said, no, just throw it right there. All of a sudden, they catched, caught a huge catch of fish. And instantly John said, that's not just any man, that's the master. Peter threw his outer garment on, swam as they brought the boats to the shore. But Jesus, though he worked that miracle, he had already had to work another miracle because he had fish already on the fire. He was cooking it for him. Can you just imagine that? You know, my kids are into Star Wars now. Got two boys, strapping boys, nine and eight. I, you know, I don't think Jesus just walked to the marketplace and bought fish. I think the resurrected master in that moment probably just stretched out his hand and pulled the ultimate Luke Skywalker and just all of a sudden these fish floated up out of the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Galilee there. And then all of a sudden he just pointed there, whoom, and a fire was there. Why, he's the resurrected Jesus. If Luke Skywalker can do it, how much more can our Savior do it? Come on. So he not only gave them a bountiful catch of fish, he had fish already cooked up and bread and he served them. It's interesting, the catch of fish that they had was 153. They say in that day 
that was a perfect mirror of the exact number of nations that were in the earth, that there was 153 nations in the earth. Jesus had called Peter after giving him a catch of fish, saying, I'm going to teach you to fish for men. He gave him 153 fish and then said, do you love me? Are you going to go out and feed my sheep? Are you going to do this work of the Great Commission, taking my good news, my life-giving presence and power through what I've done for humanity? Are you going to take it to the hurting, the broken, the dying? Are you going to take it to the world? Amen. And Peter was used not only in preaching on the day of Pentecost to the 3,000, but he was also used in going to Cornelius' house and taking the gospel then to the nations, the Gentile world. Hallelujah. God's got a good plan for each and every one of our lives. And that plan is a plan of wholeness. It's a plan of healing. It's a plan of miracle power. So if you need a miracle today in your relationships, if you need a miracle in your finances, you need a miracle of healing in your body, you're in the right place. When his miracle power shows up, it just does it all. Well, we haven't just seen God do tremendous miracles overseas. We've seen him do tremendous miracles here in the States. And I'm not going to tell you stories that happened three years ago or 15 years ago at the beginning. I'm going to tell you stories that happened just over the last few months because we serve a miracle-working God. I was down in um, Illinois ministering, and uh, there was a lady that this was just back in, I guess, September. And there was a lady that was on oxygen, an elderly lady. She had had surgery in her lungs. I don't know, I don't know if it was a form of cancer or whatever, but they had removed part of her lungs. And ever since then, she had to be on oxygen. Uh, on oxygen, she at her best could only get up to about 88% absorption rate. So if she went off oxygen, she could only walk about two or three steps and she would collapse. Well, this lady left her oxygen tank back in row about three. She walked all the way down to the front, testified down front of what Jesus had just done, healed her, walked all across the front of the church, all over the church. Afterwards, she didn't go back on oxygen. They tested her, and she was up to 94% absorption rates. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. I'm not a medical professional, but a medical professional told me, John, that's pretty much normal, 94% absorption rate. Well, that's Jesus. Even after surgery and having part of her lungs removed and all of that, praise be to God. He is a healing God. When I was over in uh, Tennessee shortly after that time, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, I was ministering, power of God, began to move on the people, and uh, there were two cases of deafness uh, one, the lady had had surgery in her ear uh, a few years before, and they had, she had gone deaf in that ear, and they had removed, I guess the bones had begun to deteriorate, so they just removed all of the bones that would allow her to hear. So medically impossible for her ever to hear again. There was a man right beside her that was elderly. He had two hearing aids, one in each ear, of course. We started with him. The power of God came on him. He began to hear, began to repeat words and syllables and numbers that we would say. We asked him, have you been able to do that before? He said, sometimes I can hear a man's voice, but I never can hear a woman's voice, especially at a distance because of the higher frequencies. So we got a woman up. She walked 10 feet, 12 feet, 15, about 20 feet back. He was repeating every number healed by the power of God. Amen. Well, amen. Faith had grown in the heart of the dear precious lady. She was younger. She was uh, probably in her 30s. Her husband had helped me with the audio-video presentations. 
He was in the back of the church, and we watched as God opened. It was her right ear. God opened her right ear right on the spot, and the telltale test was when we had her and her husband call each other on their cell phones right in service, him in the back of the congregation, her right down front, and her put that cell phone to that ear that medically could never hear. (laughs) Medically could never hear. Jesus made it here. They posted on Facebook. They had separate cars because they were both in ministry of helps there at the church and with all the busyness of Sunday uh, services. They drove home uh, in separate cars, but they posted on Facebook that the whole way home, they talked on their cell phones, her on the ear that hadn't heard in years by the power of God. That's our Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. We were down in uh, Louisiana, I guess it was back in September, and, um, you know, I just hate the devil. Jesus hated the devil, and he hated the works of the devil. Another place in Scripture, it says that he came to destroy the works of the devil. Do you know, if we're like Jesus, we ought to be carrying out the thing that he said about himself and that which was said about him. We ought to be about seeking and saving the lost. And we ought to be about destroying the works of the devil. Because that was his mission on this earth. I think I got it from this man. Something about embarrassing the devil and intimidating, humiliating hell and embarrassing the devil. I love it. I love it. That should be our attitude in life. And there's no better arena to do that in than humanity. Because that's where the devil runs rampant in precious people's lives. And there's no greater way to, than to humiliate him than showing up and slapping him sideways as you get him off people and out of people and get his works of sickness and disease out of people and off of people. And my attitude when we come to the countries of the world that we carry the gospel is, devil, all you can do is hide and watch because we've shown up. Amen. And that is to be your attitude everywhere you walk, whether it's on the job, whether it's across the street with the neighbors, whether it's with strangers in the grocery store or post office, is devil everywhere I walk, I'm going to just wreak havoc on your kingdom. I'm going to unleash heaven and manifest heaven in and on this earth. And with that, you will humiliate hell. You will embarrass the devil. Amen. As you strip souls out of his bony fingers, plunder hell, populate heaven. Well, I was down in Louisiana, and uh, they started talking. You know, you go overseas, you see a lot of spiritism, you see a lot of demon stuff and demon power. They were talking about a little boy, uh, a friend of mine that had been out this summer to Thailand. Her roommate's sister uh, basically was being just tormented by the devil. They were seeing evil spirits in their home. They called them ghosts. Hollywood doesn't help with that, and neither does ghost hunters or chasers or whatever they call it, the TV show. And so um, I'd heard that their little son had been locked away in an institution, and he was the age of my Andrew, nine years old, my oldest. And I just got angry at the devil, and I said, you know, you tell them that I've gone toe-to-toe with voodoo, witch, uh, voodoo priests and uh, this summer with witch doctors and um, seen the power of the devil, but then seen the power of God just, just spank the devil's power like a little schoolgirl, and you tell them that I'll come in and I'll get that little boy set free. And so I met with that mom and the older brother right in the lobby of the mental institution. And I quickly shared the gospel with them. 
I saw pictures that they had taken, undoctored pictures on their iPhone, where you could see this little boy, the moment the spirit started tormenting him, you could literally see hazes around him and demonic faces trying to break. Just demonic stuff. This stuff's real. But how much more is God greater than this stuff? And so um, so I led mom and big brother to the Lord and come to find out this, the voices this little boy was hearing got so bad that he had grabbed a knife and put it to his own throat. And his big brother grabbed it and said, what are you doing, Jared? And uh, that's when they had to commit him to this mental institution. We went back in. They, mom had said um, ever since he's been in here, his eyesight has begun to fail and uh, more so in one eye. And um, his knees have had problems. It's difficult to walk. And he, they, they found three different allergies in his digestion. We walked in there. Five minutes after us being in his room, he looked at his mama, and he said, the voices have stopped. Amen. Why? All the devil can do is hide and watch when we show up. I quickly led little, his name was Jared. I led little Jared to the Lord and uh, right there laid hands on him. Got he, mom, big brother, gloriously baptized in the Holy Spirit. Began to teach him out of Timothy and had him say it, God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. Laid hands on him. Instantly his eyes were healed. Instantly his knees were healed. And he said, Mama, I feel like I can eat. My stomach's not hurting. Hallelujah. Well, after the uh, family that I was with and visiting, uh, they were from Baptist background, heard what had happened. I, I felt led just to lay hands on, on the mother of the home she had cooked for us right there in her home. She had had knee surgeries and was hobbling around. Power of God came into her knees. Instantly, she was healed. The father looked up and he said, you know what? I have a tumor that's trying to form in my lip. I'd beaten, he had beaten uh, bladder cancer three years before I laid hands on that. He said, it's gone. It vanished. He said, what are you doing tomorrow morning, 9 a.m.? I said, well, we got a meeting with a pastor on the other side of town. He said, I'm picking you up. I'm carrying you to my chiropractor. His wife has two debilitating diseases. And uh, either one of the diseases, the experts say, will keep her confined to a wheelchair. She will die in this wheelchair. He said, I'm taking you tomorrow morning. Now, she had just managed to get on crutches. Months in a wheelchair, she had just managed to get on crutches. She was believing God for healing. Power of God came on her when we laid hands on her. She was, we had her sitting down. She got up. She began to walk up and down the hallways of her, her husband's practice. Praise, hands raised, praising God in front of nurses, front of, I mean, it was beautiful to see what God had done. This wasn't overseas. This is right here in the United States of America. Why? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he's the same here tonight. He loves you. What he'll do in Tennessee, what he'll do in Illinois, what he'll do in Louisiana, he'll do right here in Washington State because he loves people. He loves you. If you have an area of your life, your body, your mind, relationships, whatever, that you need a miracle in, I want you to stand with me right now. Stand with me. If you're unable to stand because of your condition, that's all right. God will meet you right where you're at. I want you to take your hand and place it on your chest or on your head or if you want to place it on the area of your body that might have the problem if it's too difficult to touch there or embarrassing to touch there you can just put it right on your chest or on your head the power of jesus right now is going to come into you he's going to heal you he's going to make you whole he's going to remove the problem and as soon as you hear me say the words amen i want you to begin to do what you could not do before this is how we minister to folks in all our crusades around the world. And the greatest miracles happen many times when I never touch a soul. I just let Jesus touch people. And he's here by his spirit. 
He's here walking these aisles, moving among us. He's reaching out to you with hands of love, saying, I want to heal you. I want to make you whole. I will, just like he answered the leper, I will cleanse you. I will heal you. I will free you. Right now, just breathe in his presence. Breathe in his power as I say this simple prayer. And the moment you hear the word amen, begin to do what you could not do. Look for the manifestation of the miracle. Don't look for what you were like just moments before. Look for there to be a notable, tangible difference because Jesus is going to create it right now. In the name and authority of Jesus, I command every sickness and disease, every problem under the sound of my voice to leave your bodies, your minds, your entire being now. We thank you, Father God, for your miracle healing virtue, healing miracle anointing, flowing through this house right now command blind eyes to open and see deaf ears here in jesus name cripple limbs legs receive life and work life in the brain and in the spinal cord now in jesus name backs necks be made whole now ligaments tendons bones be filled with life and work properly be made whole reconnect now in jesus name problems in the internal organs or digestion be made whole now in jesus name problems in the teeth and gums be made whole be healed now by the power and authority of jesus in the lungs be clear and filled with the breath of Almighty God now in Jesus' name. I command tumors, growths, warts to wither now by the authority and power of Jesus. Nose and nasal passages be made whole. Colds, viruses, leave them right now. Thank you, Lord, right now. Hips, elbows, ankles, knees. Be made whole. Rotator cuffs be healed in Jesus' name. Every disease, disorder that has a name, and those that are undiagnosable, I command them now to bow their knees and to leave your bodies now. That which is missing be created by heaven's power, the power of the living Jesus now. And in Jesus' name I say, you can now do what you could not do before. Begin to move. Begin to check yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Miracles have happened and are happening all over this place. Quick, quick, quick. Pains are leaving. Problems have gone. Begin to do what you could not do. Begin to move your shoulders. Begin to move your legs. Begin to move your knees. Begin to breathe deep. That's it. Raise your leg up. If you need to get out in the aisle and begin to walk, begin to do that. If you need to check where the tumor, the wart, the hernia was, check because God has made it whole. He's mended that. He's made you well where there was sickness. Right now, right now, if you need to take your glasses off, if you need to take your hearing aids out, do that and begin to check yourself right now by the power of God. Let me see the hands of those that say, John, I can tell there is a notable difference Right now in my body, raise your hand high all over this place. Raise it high and keep it up. Raise it high and keep it up. All over this place. Keep it up. If an usher or two could count all these, you say, I am well, I am healed. Wave at me. Keep your hand up. And if an usher could count all these that are healed, 
Real quickly, I'm going to just point. And, now, keep your hands up. Don't get shy. We want to get a good count. Ushers, give me a thumbs up the moment you get the count. We like to do this and track it in America just to show folks that God does these miracles here. As soon as we get it, keep your hands up as the ushers. We got the count. We got the count. Get it to me after. Keep your hands up. Just yell out what Jesus just healed you of. Yeah. Real quick. Awesome. How long has it been there? Awesome. Praise God. What happened? Muscle disorder, you said? Mental. Praise the Lord. What was wrong? We'll jump on right here. What was wrong? Tendonitis. How long had it been there? Two and a half years. Constant? On and off? Was it here tonight? Before? And now it's gone. Show me where it was. Move it around. Make God glad the devil mad. Any pain at all? Praise God. You Before it did, huh? Praise the Lord. Amen. Right back here. Yes, sir. What happened? No pain. Full range of motion. No pain at all. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. Amen. Right here. What happened, sir? Created pain, I'm sure. Pain. Yeah. How long has it been degenerating? And how's it feel now? Hallelujah. What percentage better would you say? Uh, nine out of ten or? Oh, okay. All right. Or, or nine percent. I don't want to put words in your mouth. hundred percent. Praise God. Amen. Right over here. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Real quickly. Yes, sir. Whoa. Yeah. He can smell. For 12 years, you could not smell? Oh, praise God, brother. What are you smelling right now? What, what specifically? Whoa, glory. That's a great first thing to, to smell, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. Real quickly over here. Yes, ma'am. What happened? Wrist and hands, because of doing massages, have bothered her for months. Pain-free? That's Jesus. Yes, sir. Pinch nerve. Since Thanksgiving. All pain gone? Hallelujah. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Miracles are proof that Jesus is Lord. He's risen from the dead. He's the only God that consistently heals and heals and heals. He is a God above all others. Proves that he is Lord, and it also proves that he cares about humanity. If you don't know him as Savior and Lord, simply say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life and make him master today, and he'll transform you forever. God bless you, Pastor Tom. Come on, give God a big hand. Oh, come on, he's worthy of a huge praise. He's a big, big God. Thank you, Lord. Tell you what I want, what I want you to do, it, it, I just want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute. And John just touched on something, and I, and I just feel like we just need to press it a little bit more right here. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, 
I, I want a real relationship with this living God. I don't know, maybe what we might call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've never prayed it. Maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. That's not the question. The question is, are you ready to commit right now your life to a relationship with Jesus and let him be Lord and Savior? We're going to pray a prayer together. We won't embarrass anybody, won't call you out, won't have you stand. But if you're in this room tonight, you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, that's me. I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus. I want you just to hold your hand up real high so I can see it, just so we can pray together. One, two, three, four, five. That's awesome. Six, seven, eight. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else real quick? You're sitting here thinking, yeah, maybe that's me. Thank you, bro. That's awesome. I want everybody in this room to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope.